wanting to reflect the everyday chaos and stress in our lives and how God can bring about a peace in those times and switch our focus. I'll be looking at that in more detail, but first of all, I wonder what brings stress and chaos in your lives. Maybe it was the England match yesterday for all those that watched it. I know in our household, I was trying to focus on the talk and all I got was my parents like, oh, 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 and it was very stressful. But I'm in the police up in Morecambe, and as you can imagine, it is a very stressful job. We face all sorts of chaotic situations, and each shift, we never know what we're going to be going into. But one incident in particular stands out to me as being one of the ones where I came away thinking, what on earth just happened in that job? Now, if I had time, I'd love to tell you the full story. And if you're interested, then come and grab me another time. But can you believe that in one night... I had to deal with, on one car park, just to clarify, one car park in Morecambe, in one hour, on one night, I had to deal with an annoying group of youths, a drunk driver, an uninsured driver, a screaming woman, a crying daughter, a man that was kept reappearing and urinating everywhere, as well as a massive Costa coffee cup with legs running down the main road. It's absolutely mental. And to add to it all, a bold failure of a thief. And that was all in one car park in Morecambe. And I have to admit, this was one of the most chaotic incidents I have ever faced, and still to this day, it haunts me. Now, in that situation, the police's job is to keep the peace. And I want to tell you about another story which actually brings peace. A story which has impacted my life and many others here. And I'll be splitting this into three helpful points. Peace announced, peace restored, and peace forever. So let's start off with peace announced. I wonder if you've ever thought, why Christmas? What is with all the fuss? What is it all really about? See, when we come to Christmas, it can be rather chaotic. We have to be thinking about what to buy, what not to buy, all the food, all the family gatherings of friends. It is absolutely chaotic. And we can find time, we don't have time to see what it's all about. We've made it into something about the festivities and the material things rather than the true meaning for the season. Tonight, I'm hoping you'll come away with an understanding of the impact and the relevance that Christmas can have on your life in a time when it feels like we need it most. A time where stress and chaos is an everyday thing. The Christmas story is one of the most widely spread and widely told stories ever. And I have no doubt that everyone knows it here. But it's not just a story that brings warmth and a nice fuzzy feeling on a cold Christmas night. This story, though it's 2,000 years old, actually is just as relevant today as it was then. The reason being is that God sent Jesus to earth from heaven for you. That no matter whether you believe it or not, Jesus came for you. Now, we'll be looking at that shortly, but for now, I just want to look at the baby reveal of Jesus. Like we have to say, we, we see baby reveals all the time on Facebook and Instagram, and there's like ultrasounds or some nice baby clothes or maybe some exploding confetti telling the gender of a baby. But Jesus' one had angels declaring the good news. The good news of shepherds and some massive star in the sky telling wise men to go. So if you can beat that for a baby reveal, then please let me know. But when the angels went to visit the shepherds in Luke 2, verse 13 to 14, it says this. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth 
to those with whom God is pleased. Now I'm sure for a lot of us here, we're probably wondering, rightly so, well, where is this peace on earth? We still see crisis after crisis, wars breaking out overseas, wars now mined, political unrest, as well as other things we face as individuals. We can all think of those situations we face that certainly don't make us think of peace on earth. For me, ironically, this week, doing the final preparations for tonight has certainly not been peaceful. But a peace the angels were talking about isn't a peace as we may think of when peace on earth is announced. The peace the angels are declaring is peace with God. Which leads me on to my next point, peace restored. Now I'm someone who is a pro at not only thinking, of not only not thinking before doing, but also not thinking before speaking. Which sometimes leads me to unintentionally hurting someone, or sometimes worse. There's lots of examples of this, but I remember one particular time when I was in the youth here, and my best friend had just come for a youth event, and he brought along his brand new moped. He rode it to youth to show me, and it was epic. It was like responsibility, independence, but most of all, freedom, all in two wheels. It was amazing. And the question came of, do you want to have a go? Now, I have to stop right now, but actually common sense did kick in for once in my life, and I said, no, I don't, I don't feel too comfortable doing that but I'd love to go on the back of it whilst you ride it. So we had no helmets on, and we're doing laps of a church car park, getting faster and faster. Two on board, it was brilliant. The feeling of a wind brushing through my hair as adulthood drew closer. However, we turned the corner of a car park and stood, shadowing over us in all his height, was Pastor Ian Clarkson. His arm raised up, and this voice that drew blood to my ears saying, In now. Now I have to admit, in that moment, the guilt and shame that I had felt of my act of irresponsibility had led to me letting someone that I looked up to down. There's been times like this in my life where I've done this, and my parents getting the main brunt of it. And I'm sure there's been times in your life where your actions have led to falling out with someone or hurting someone who loves you. Now this, in a way, is why Jesus entered the world. When God first created the world, he created it so he could be in a relationship with us. That's all he wanted. However, we hurt God. We went against him and we rejected him. This created a divide between mankind and God. The relationship was broken. Now, in the Old Testament of the Bible, God created the Ten Commandments. It was there as rules. Because if the rules were followed, then mankind could be at peace with God and one another the relationship could be restored. These rules were set out by God to show what we needed, that we needed a rescuer and that we needed Jesus. In the Old Testament, there were many prophecies preparing a way for Jesus and that God had planned it all. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, one we heard earlier, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These prophecies were spoken years before Jesus was born, prophesying over the peace he would bring through him. God's rescue plan came into being. He sent Jesus into the world to restore the relationship with God. It is the only way that we could be free from the wrongs that we do, for us to be forgiven for the stuff we have done, and for us to have peace with God, to be made right 
with God. So Jesus died one of the worst executions ever recorded in history. Why? For us. Because actually all our actions have consequences. And the consequences for hurting God is to die. But God put an end to this. He put an end to it by sending Jesus. The one act means that we can be made right with God and have eternal life through him. Peace restored. This is why we celebrate Christmas today. The festivities and the different elements of Christmas are all great, but the real meaning of Christmas is that God sent Jesus into this world to make our relationship right with God and to bring peace through that. See, even now, we turn away from God. We so often look to other things to fill our needs, to help us find fullness, to help us find peace. And these things tend to give us only short-term fulfillment. They only meet the needs a bit. Sometimes they can even be damaging to us, all just to meet that need. And each time we do it, we are just rejecting God. We are hurting God. We are hurting the one who can fulfill all our needs. Often we can be left feeling guilty and shameful for what we have done. We can be left to feel dirty within and not satisfied. Like the story I said earlier, I was left feeling guilty and shameful for letting Ian down. It troubled me within. I didn't feel peace. Now eventually Ian forgave me and we all sound just to clarify And we left it behind. But it was only until that moment that I could feel peace and with no more need to feel guilty anymore. With God, we must make our relationships right with him to then be at peace with God. So when the angels declared peace on earth, they meant that through Jesus and what he did on the cross that we are able to be at peace with God. But it doesn't stop there. When we're at peace with God, we then start to feel peace within. Which leads me on to my next point of peace forever. So when we accept what Jesus did on the cross and make our relationship right with God, then we are filled with God's peace. Now this peace is different to all other kinds of peace you may know. It's not about lighting candles, listening to some calming music, or even going out for a walk. It's not like that. This peace is within. It's a peace that takes the situations you are facing and helps you shift the perspective in how we deal with it. It moves our focus from instead looking at the chaos of life to looking at God in those situations and helps our perspective change. For me, I am someone who definitely gets stressed. I am someone who does get anxious. And often I try to either bury my head in the sand or I like to control every single detail possible to ensure that the situations surrounding me are contained and controlled. But the moment I switch my focus, the moment I remember who really is in control, the moment I acknowledge God and all the power he has, the moment I put my trust in him, and at that moment, I feel at peace. There is no need to worry anymore because God is not worried. We all have chaos in our lives. The world seems so chaotic at the moment. There's so much which can cause us stress, anxiety, maybe even depression. There is pressure from all around and battles on every horizon. But we can have this hope in Jesus. We can have this peace which changes our perspective 
and we can find fulfillment in God. So I wonder where you're at today. What situations that may be ongoing in your life? What chaos surrounds you? Everyone here will have some form of chaos in their lives. And I wonder how many of us feel you are constantly searching for that peace and for that fulfillment in life. I want you to know the answer as to why Christmas and what is with all of us. It's because God loves you so much. Not only that, but he wants you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. So much so that even when we turned our backs on him, he still sent his one and only son into this world to die on the cross for our sins, the ultimate sacrifice that we can be free from the chains of our sins. When we accept that, when we believe in what Jesus did for us, when we are willing to accept him into our lives, we will then have peace with God. We will then experience a taste of his peace in our lives. We'll be forgiven and the past will be no more. And then we'll be able to enjoy eternal life with no more pain, no more suffering, and no more chaos. In Revelation 21, it says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And that is what heaven will be like. Peace forever. And this is available for all. You just have to accept the forgiveness that is on offer. The past is done and forgotten. So I'm just going to invite the band up and we're just going to go into a time of response. Because I truly believe that there are people here who still are searching for that peace. There are people here who are still trying to find that fulfillment in life. There are people here that might be bogged down by knowing about the past and what they've done in hurting someone else or hurting God, and they're feeling that shame. If tonight you're wanting to experience this peace, if you want to accept Jesus into your life, then we're just going to go into a time of prayer. And I'm going to say this prayer, and I just ask that you just open up your hands and just repeat it on your hearts as you do so. So let's just pray. So if tonight you want to make that decision, if you want to start this journey, this journey with God, this journey and experiencing his peace in your lives, may I just ask that you just repeat this prayer in your hearts. Lord, I thank you for sending Jesus into the world. I thank you that you long to be in a relationship with me. Lord, forgive me for all the times I've looked away, all the times that I've hurt you, all the times that I have sinned. Lord, help me change my perspective. Help me look up in times of chaos and in times of stress. Let me experience a taste of your peace. Maybe for you tonight, maybe you're a Christian. You've been walking this journey for, for quite a while. 
And maybe just life's just becoming a bit chaotic. It's becoming stressful. You feel surrounded at every angle. And you just want to get a sense of his peace tonight. You just want to help change that perspective. That instead of looking at the situations, you can look up to the one who is with you in those times. The one who is in control. The one who is sovereign over all. I'm just going to pray for you now. Father, I just pray that for every single person here, myself included, that when we face these situations on our lives, when we feel surrounded, when we feel like there's battles on every horizon, Lord, just help us. Help us look up to you. Help us just reach out. Help us just change our perspective in those situations and shift our focus onto you. Help us acknowledge that you are in control. Lord, help us put our trust in you. Amen. You know, if you prayed that first prayer for the first ever time, and you want to find out more information because it is just about the journey. It's not about a destination. This is a journey that we walk together as a church. And please just come and grab one of ourselves on the stage or anyone who's been involved in tonight's service. Or if you know any of the pastoral team, any of our pastors, and come and chat to us. We'd love to answer any questions, be able to pray with you. And we've got some resources that we would love to give you to be able to help you on that journey. It's a journey that we do together. We're just going to go into a time now of like a response song and the band is going to sing to us.